This is Christy. And this is Chuck. And this is the Robinette's Nest. It's a ghostly segment. Ghostly. So we are talking about Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. We visited several years ago. Right. And we thought we would share some of our ghostly experiences along with the history of Savannah. I don't know if Chuck is going to remember some of this <laughs> because not. we had lots of tours that we took. Lots of tours and haunted tours. Lots of drinks. We had spirits with the spirit That's several true. times. And it always sounds like we're doing these things and it sounds like we're all just teetotalers. We drink and drink and drink. And we don't. That would be Chuck. No, well, not even really. I don't. Very, no. very seldom. But Savannah had an open carry law, so you could just walk down the street drinking, and it was kind of fun. So the city of Savannah was founded in 1733 by a group of colonists led by a man named James Oglethorpe. The new town was laid out in a grid pattern with broad streets and public squares, and it still is like that. There still is a lot of squares on a lot of streets. (laughs) So it, it's very odd, yeah. The way it's laid out, it's almost like a maze type of a thing. But it was pretty cool. And Savannah, supposedly one of the most haunted cities, towns, whatever in America. So let's talk about the whys of that. Okay. So in the beginning, though, James wanted Savannah to be a land of opportunity for the poor folk. He kind of let anyone who showed up be free of their debt, and everyone got fifty acres, including. A house downtown, a plot of land for farming. Everyone was promised the exact same. And he befriended the indigenous people and they taught them how to farm and how to properly trade. And it was a very peaceful relationship. And there were four rules that he set out, though. So they were no slavery, no Catholics, no liquor, what? And no lawyers. Okay, that makes sense. Well, he ended up falling in love, and 10 years later, he moved back to England. So yeah, that makes sense. it ended up all bets were off, and all of that changed. And it grew rapidly, and it was captured by the British mm-hmm. in 1778. In 1779, French and American troops lay siege to the town, but they failed to capture it. And the siege was lifted in 1779. So it was called the Siege of Savannah. And it was one of the bloodiest and most important battles of the Revolutionary War. And the last battle ever really fought because they're, they're, they were kind of saved from the Civil War. Yeah, I think so. Charleston took the hit of it. Gettysburg took the hit of it. But the reason why Savannah was saved was because uh, Sherman thought it was a beautiful city yeah. and he didn't want anything to happen he to didn't it want it to burn down he like did. Atlanta. yeah but there was yellow fever that happened and that was treacherous and in 1796 there was a terrible fire that pretty much burned everything oh. and it raged for 24 hours most of the houses and the commercial buildings were destroyed And then in 1820, there was another fire Mm. that took place, and it pretty much raged 24 hours and took everything. And we talked about this on one of the plots of land here in Michigan, that there was a curse that was connected to the Native Americans that anything that tried to prosper on that land that the Native Americans said would burn. And they say that there is still a similar legend there. 
And that would have been Homer, Michigan. It would be. So wow. Savannah survived the Civil War, mm-hmm. but there was yellow fever. So they did not survive most of the plagues that had happened. And there was a lot of death that had happened as well. So let's talk about the dark side. The dark side of Savannah. So River Street. River Street was the first hotel we were along that street. Mm-hmm. It is Savannah's historic waterfront. Right. And it's the best place in town to grab a drink. Yeah, Take true. a stroll, watch the sunset, and sort of sample pralines and fudge and candy. Yeah. It was it was a fun place to it stay. It was fun, sure. Um, but those cobblestone streets kind of bear a dark past. Mm. And because Savannah is a port city, the port is still one of the largest in the countries. Yes. But when they started allowing slavery to come in, that is unfortunately the cargo that they brought from West Africa. Ooh. And so the warehouses were lined with cotton and enslaved families. And we had gone to one paranormal investigation in the warehouse district that still had the marks on the wall of where the chains were, where they had chained up these these families of all ages. Ridiculous. Um, there's also a place called Factors Walk, which is in back on... It has all brick. It still looks exactly like how it did back then. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that is the main burial ground of where those that had died from the yellow fever and typhoid, they were just they were just buried in mass graves. Do you remember how creepy that was walking down those cobblestone streets and there was those very narrow stairways that we had to walk down? Yeah, it was kind of... It was, it, I don't want to say the town was weird. It really wasn't. It was laid out kind of funny, but there was a lot. Of, I mean, it was a very old town, obviously. A lot of old buildings, and yeah, the, the cobblestone roads. It was, uh, in the River Street, was one way. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Um, but one of the eerie parts of it is because in that area is where they had the slave auctions. Right. And again, you know, similar to Gettysburg, there were open graves of yellow fever victims that were just thrown into these graves. Most of them were the enslaved that had landed on these cargo ships. Right. And so just as in Gettysburg, which was one of our favorite places... Um, which sounds macabre in itself, too, yeah. is pretty much anywhere where you're stepping in Savannah, there is likely bones that are deep in the ground Probably. below you. So one of my favorite places about Savannah is the porches. Mm-hmm. Just like Charleston. True. Just like New Orleans. Just like anything like that. And they paint them blue. So it's called Haint or Haunt Blue. And it's an African voodoo that says that it lets um, the spirits know that they should not go there. I love the blue. Plus, it keeps bugs away. I don't understand that, but okay. And also, when you walk into the houses, you are supposed to put pictures up because it's supposed to make the spirits interested in looking at the pictures so that they don't go into the house and you can kind of trap the spirits. 
I don't remember that at all, but that's fine. <laughs> so it's, yeah, there's actually, I think Benjamin Moore has a haunt blue that you yeah. can buy for your outdoor porches. <laughs> so if you want your house to look like Savannah, just head to Benjamin Moore. So one of the most fun places we went that is probably haunted too is Leopold's. Mm-hmm. Leopold's was famous for the ice cream. I found it in 1919. And we went there several times. Several times. Stood in line outside around the corner where they had a continuous line. <laughs> Even during a rainstorm. We did. And, and at one point we sat down and I went, oh my gosh, look who is talking to the owner. <laughs> and I snuck a picture. She did. And it was Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, my favorite villain. A.K.A. Adam Driver. And did I go say hi to him? No, no, I did not. But it was super cool that he was there. Yep. And he did get an ice cream cone. Of course he did. A small one, though. We stayed in a hotel. Well, one of the hotels that we stayed at was across the street from, that was what, the Marshall House? Yeah, so that was the next one I was going to talk about. You must there be psychic. There we go. There we go. So, so USA Today named the Marshall House one of the most haunted hotels. Since 1851, this hotel has been used was used as a hospital three times, once for Union soldiers, twice for the yellow fever epidemic in the 19th century. And guests have reported tons of paranormal experiences from ghosts in the hallway. True. Hearing kids run up and down faucets True. going off and on, turning on by themselves. And it's the fourth floor that is supposed to be the most haunted and we were on the fourth floor. Of course we were. <laughs> we did not ask to be on the fourth floor. They just must have known. And we did have some kind of eerie... <clears throat> you know, I don't really recall. I just know there was a few instances where there was running and there was nobody there. Doors would open and close and there was nobody there. And something to do with the elevator, but I really can't remember. But The yeah, elevator it was... would open and close. Like, we'd try to get into it and it would close on us. We took the stairs a lot of the time. We did. It was, and then I ended up getting pneumonia. So I don't know if that was paranormal or if it was just the humidity from Savannah. Yeah, because we were there, actually we were there twice, right? We were. We went there once and then we went back again, what, it was a week later, a few days later? Yeah, our son had graduated from basic training. So we went there before with one set of our kids and then we went back with him and his fiance. Mm -hmm. And so we did two different experiences right. all in the matter of like two weeks. So it was kind of cool. But the one place that we did go with both of them is the Pirate's House. True. And that was pretty cool. There's a lot of history there. So once a saloon and a rest stop for the seafarers, the Pirate's House is still there. Super well-known restaurant. Yes. It apparently didn't escape its dark past, though, because there was a lot of fights that had taken place, and they would take them across the street to the water and make them walk the plank. Walk the plank. So there's lots there. And the first time we were there, I had asked the waitress, and I'm like, so have you ever seen any ghosts? Have you right. had any experiences? And we ended up with a whole boatload of employees at our table yep. saying, let me show you stuff that we're not supposed to show you. We have secrets. And they did. And the biggest thing is in the garden area, and there's, a, there's another on um, the herb house. Yes. That they see most of the spirits there. 
that they've went to go wait on a table that was full and then the people just disappear in thin air. Uh, just la- laughing and kids giggling and things disappearing and falling. So lots of kind of typical paranormal activity, but they don't like to stay there late at night. No, but they did like their ghost. Wasn't there uh, an employee that was dressed up like... A pirate. Pirate and giving stories, ghost stories and things. He, he was. He a few things, a few places inside the building. He did, but he said one of the creepiest experiences that he had was as he's dressed up in costume, another man came dressed in costume, and he thought, well, that's weird because I'm the only one that does this. Right. And it ended up that the man wasn't real and just disappeared, and so he wasn't in costume at all. He was likely a ghost of a pirate. But the food was good. The drinks were good. Everything was good there. We went there a couple of times. It was was really, it was an amazing place. Yeah. Kind of a spooky place that we traveled to is the hanging square and a lot of these different older towns have these hanging squares where obviously by the name they would hang their people so it's where some of savannah's earliest convicted criminals would meet their death and one of those people were alice riley who was hanged there for committing the first murder on record in the city in 1735 she had just given birth just a couple days before, and it said that her spirit wanders right square in search of her newborn baby, and so they say that they hear her crying for a baby and that you hear the eerie cries of her baby as she searches. Hmm. It's interesting because I tried to do research when I was there on, like, what happened, like, who did she kill, how did that happen? Right. And there is no, like, known evidence, but people were accused of whatever back then and there wasn't a trial like you know we have yeah. today so you weren't you weren't innocent until proven proven guilty yeah you were just, guilty just guilty no matter what you were guilty the one place i did want to investigate was the sorrel weed house but they wouldn't let us and it was unavailable and the home was built by francis sorrel in the 1840s he lived there with his wife matilda Oh, another bad story is that uh, Matilda discovered Francis being intimate with an enslaved laborer named Molly, whom he had had a long time affair. She reportedly killed herself by leaping from the second story balcony. And then Molly hung herself from a noose. So he ended up with none of Nobody. the women. And again, those can't necessarily be accounted for that story. But the house they cannot keep anybody in that house. Apparently, that house has been for sale numerous times, and it is pretty spooky. But we did go on a couple of investigations, too. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, we did that. Yeah. We did a lot of trolley hopping. We did a lot, we did of, a lot of eating. An awful lot of eating, a lot of good restaurants, a lot of nice shops on their main streets, and... We had kind of a, an unusual experience. We went on a horse and carriage ride yes and we were the only ones and it was a super hot and humid summer day and the gentleman asked us where we were from and we said michigan and he said no way i'm from michigan too and he hadn't lived too far from where we are now he had actually been working in mackinac for a long time and came to savannah for a trip 
and never left. Yep. He loved it he just so stayed, much. Right. Doing the horses and Mackinac Island and And so he said came down to Savannah. Would you like to know where some of the local places to eat are? And we're like, uh, yeah. yeah. And so he pointed us to an amazing Italian. Little place that only had maybe about six tables in it. But it was probably one of the, the best, best Italian, Italian food I've, I've ever, ever had. had. And now I can't remember the name of it. I can tell you right where it was. And right around the corner. And yeah. Oh, it's Bella's, I think. Something like that. I think it's Bella's. But it was really good. It the Apoles, the ice cream was good. Everything that we ate there pretty much was good. Yeah, I don't think we... We even ate at, like, a pub. Like, we just went to a regular bar and pub. Yeah. And had a, an amazing, you know, meal there. I think we went back a couple times. It was it was really good. It was a lot of fun. We went to the cemetery that yes. was there. That's where a lot of the those that had passed away in the different plagues were also buried. Yeah. We were there at nighttime one time, and we also saw a spirit of a female walking yes. who disappeared. It was weird. Yeah, I do remember that. And then we traveled to Bonaventure Cemetery, and I wouldn't necessarily call it haunted, even though it's haunting. No, it was, it was old. Very old. Lots of Spanish moss hung trees. From the trees, right near the water. And amazing statues and gravestones and it was one of our daughters felt like she was there like she was like almost looking for her grave yeah she felt such such a connection i was more concerned because there was this swampy type of water right that i was waiting for a gator to come come out I was looking. I was wondering if they were like sneaking around some of the gravestones. I was more afraid of gators than ghosts. (laughs) Well, the most famous, I guess, of the graves there was musician Johnny Mercer. So I spent an awful lot of time trying to find his grave. And they had a bench there. I finally found it. It was really pretty cool. But I enjoyed that going to famous cemeteries. But it was nice. It was just really, really old. And it was hot. Very hot. So we went there in in the summertime. Yeah. Summertime in Georgia is pretty much you step outside and you have sweated through all of your clothes. Seemed like it. But you say you wouldn't go again. I don't think so. I mean, again, we saw, well, actually we were there twice in the matter of a couple of weeks. But no, I don't think so. I guess I kind of expected more. I think my favorite of the old towns besides New Orleans is Charleston, South Carolina. And I'd just as soon go back there, I think, than go to Savannah again. Yeah, we'll talk about Charleston and another. And St. Augustine, Florida. I mean, we went to a lot. We've been to an awful lot of haunted places, but. We did go on a paranormal investigation of the Girl Scouts house. Yeah, yeah, that originated there. That was pretty cool. But it was it was raining that day. And so they took us into the basement and they said, take pictures and you'll come up with all these orbs and these are all the spirits that are in the house. Right. And um, it was raining and it was kind of raining in the basement. Seemed like it. Yeah, it was kind of not misty, but it was just humid. It was weird. It was, yeah, it was humid. It was misty. And I just didn't like the integrity that they had 
with it. So that was disappointing. You liked at the Marshall House, one of your favorite things was the champagne uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, they would have like their little happy hour or tea time or I don't know what they called it, but... Yeah, you had free drinks. And I think you guys drank bottles of we, champagne. We were down there, yeah. It was nice. And for those that haven't been there or not, or before, again, so much history on it, but they filmed an awful lot of Tom Hanks's Forrest Gump there. Yeah. And there's the bench where he sits there and tells the lady that, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. And... They showed us all that, and it was pretty interesting, the stories that they gave with And it. there was a guy that was mm-hmm. dressed up as Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump that was sitting, sitting there. Sitting there, looked like him. And it was, he was so good. Yep. He was just like him. And there's all these different squares. Yep. It, that does get confusing because you're like, am Very I in confusing. right square? Right. Am I in the hanging square? Because, again, we took a lot of trolleys, but we didn't have a lot of walking, too. And sometimes you'd feel like... Geez, you know, aren't we back to the hotel yet? And we weren't even close to it. No, we walked miles and miles yeah, with that. Too much. Which was, that was a lot of and fun. The heat, but yeah, it was fun. And they have the touristy places where you can get your pecans and you can yeah, get your pralines and, pralines and candy and lots of nice little shops. Yeah, get all your t-shirts and all of that. But they do love their ghosts. They do enjoy that. They just are very southernly polite with yeah, regards to talking kind about of quiet them. about it but if you ask questions i guess they come They'll through talk. A bit, but yeah yeah they will talk so if you ever get a chance to go to savannah georgia go check out the pirate's house the marshall house walk along river's edge i did like that and you don't really have to be sipping a spirit in order no. to see a spirit that's true I hope you guys enjoyed our ghostly podcast ghostly. for this week. Yeah, We'll be back to the ramblings with the Robinettes we're next really, week. We're really good at that. At least I am anyway. <laughs> yeah, Chuck's upset about gas prices, so we, we might be... Yeah, we're going to talk about gas prices. <laughs> I'm going to complain about that. So you guys have a great week, and there's a full moon on Friday, so make sure to go out and howl at it. My name's Christy. <laughs> I'm shocked. I believe in you. <laughs> Howling at it. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.